0: Hello, my name is Joe Rodriguez, you're listening to Get the Money Right with Todd Butzer. Todd has decades of experience in giving real estate agents the training and resources they need to get their finances on track. In this episode, Todd will be talking about debt, how to reduce your debt, and why it happens. Now, here's Todd.
1: Thanks, Joe. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of Get the Money Right. We're so glad you're with us. So let's kind of recap briefly. You have been, hopefully you've been listening to these episodes. And you're saying, you know, like Joe did a couple of weeks ago, he said, you know, we've got an entity. We have uh, a business checking account. We have a business credit card now. We have sought the counsel of a tax professional. We have a bookkeeper to help us keep our books straight. We have some software for them to use. We have separated our accounts and so on. So we're, we're starting Real activity to getting the money right. We're really moving in that direction, which is fantastic. You know, we're withholding money for taxes and so on. We may, though, still have a nagging issue, and and trust me from experience, this issue nags us more than I think a lot of us even know. We get used to it, kind of, and certainly the country, uh, the U.S., is certainly used to this, and that's debt. Now, this is not going to be. Uh, Joe, this isn't going to be some lecture on, you know, you got to get out of debt. You know how you feel about debt. I remember once, and I, I can't credit this to the appropriate person because I'm not exactly sure. I think it may have been Dave Ramsey, though. And he said, uh, the most marketed product in the U.S. by far is debt, meaning Buy today, don't make any payments for 90 days, no interest for 90 days, that kind of thing. Please open up a credit card, you know, do these kind of things. And so it's all around you. This episode is going to be a shame-free episode on debt, and what we're really going to do is just talk about what to do if you're carrying it. Now, if you have business debt, you most likely are also carrying personal debt because if you didn't have any personal debt there would really be rare instances where the business would also need to go into debt. If, if so if you if you have business debt you most likely have personal debt. If you have personal debt it's almost also certain that you have business debt. And both of these can really derail you. So let's let's just take a look and say what can we do if this has been bugging us for quite a while and we've Floated in and out of, you know, activities on how to get rid of it. Let's just try a few things, all right. And again, there's no guilt here, and nobody's blaming anybody, and nobody's pointing fingers at anybody. Okay, everybody's everybody's good. Uh, so here's the fact: if we have balances on our credit cards or consumer debt, all right, um, loans for things. And I'm not talking about your house, okay, because that's an asset that's appreciating. And many, many people have to carry some sort of transportation debt. But beyond that, if we have revolving credit debt, credit cards, department store cards, things like that, the, the simple fact is we're outspending what we earn. And that's it. I'm sure many of you listening to this have been to some program or read a book and it says, you know, pay your credit cards every month. Yeah, right. That's difficult to do if we're barely making it in terms of income and expense, right? So the simple fact is, is if we have balances, we're overspending what what we're earning, all right? So what are some steps we can do or some tips? You know, and I think a lot of this, Uh, Joe starts with our mindset around it. First of all, if you're okay with it and if it doesn't really bother you and your lifestyle is okay and it's not, you know, inhibiting you much and you can handle the stress of it, maybe you're just going to continue to handle the stress of it. For others of you, though, this is not something you want to continue dealing with, right? So a couple of things. The first step would be to realize, or the first tip, I guess, would be to realize that there's not going to be a future event that takes care of this. There's no big windfall coming, for most of us anyway, there's no big windfall coming that's that's going to change the trajectory and what I mean here is well the market's going to improve and when the market improves or I get those few closings in then I can really start catching up on my IRS debt and my other consumer debt and my business debt and so on Uh, most likely not now Joe also brought up something when he and I were first talking about this episode that I thought was really uh, astute and that he said even if you had a windfall that that it wouldn't matter much because your habits have not changed that led you into this position in the beginning anyway. So first step, first mind thing to think about is let's get off the idea there's going to be a winning, winning lottery ticket here or some big event that's going to take care of everything, okay? Number two, this one will sound like kind of duh. we got to stop spending above our, our income. Now, this can get kind of tough for people, and we're going to address some of that here in just a second. Be very careful not to borrow money on items that depreciate. So, for example, we want to take a really nice vacation, but we're putting it all on credit cards, and we're going to pay for that vacation for the next three, four, five, six years even though we already took it and have all the photos and all of that. Uh, we, We buy a new wardrobe or additions to our wardrobe, but those clothes wear out. We go out for a nice dinner. We put that on a credit card, and it takes us a few months maybe to pay for a dinner that we had for one night and, you know, already added it to our waistline. So... Let's not spend money, if we can, let's not spend money on items or borrow money on items that are depreciating in value. Of course, an automobile depreciates, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But for most of your day-to-day living things, just be very, very cautious of putting those on any kind of a credit card while they're wearing out and your debt is, is continuing. Okay, uh, avoid justifications. I'm the king of this. I I can, well, uh, we need that. We need that item I just saw at Costco that I had never even seen in my life before. I suddenly need that to make my life easier. Uh, I can justify just about anything. And in my early, early business life, I, I, I know that I would say to Jody, well, we deserve this. We deserve to take this vacation. We deserve to go out with our buddies. We deserve to go on this three-day weekend with people that we can't afford. What will they, you know, think? And we'll come into that in a second. But we deserve it. Um, just get your mind around the idea that right now we can't, we can't do it. And so we're just going to gonna kind of put a line in the sand on that. And it kind of leads into the very next idea also which is, this is really tough, Joe, and let's stop caring about what other people think. Well, what do they think if I drive a 12-year-old you know, Honda Accord instead of a brand new foreign automobile that's uh, you know, really, really fancy? Well, they're not going to think anything because nobody cares. What are they going to think if I don't show up in designer clothes? Nothing nobody cares. They don't care. I promise you. Uh, what are they going to think if they come to my apartment instead of a spacious house when I'm selling real estate? Nothing. They're not going to think anything because they don't care. They have their own life. So let's quit worrying about what they're going to think. If you can't take your trip with your friends because you really don't have it in your budget, don't be afraid to step into that conversation and say, we're choosing not to go on this trip. Or we're choosing not to afford this trip. Or you, you just blatantly say, hey, that's not something we can do right now. We hope you guys have a great time. And trust me, you're going to feel great about that decision while they do go on that trip because there's going to be some on that trip that can't afford it. And they're still spending the money. So let's quit worrying about what they think. Let's quit justifying what we think uh, we deserve, and so on, and those are really, really big steps in this, and another step would be this: look for areas, and we 've talked about this before on this on this program look for areas where you have habitual spending, things that you just like to do, I do too, and they add up, and they add up a lot and you Go into a coffee shop and watch folks buy six dollars seven dollar coffee drinks that by the way are you know nine hundred calories and two hundred grams of sugar but that's another deal <laughs> but but what you think of how much that adds up six seven dollars per drink if they do that once or twice every day, that's fifteen bucks a day right That's five hundred dollars a month ballpark It's a lot of money so I'm not saying don't go out and get a Mocha Java sometime or whatever you like. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying watch those habitual uh, items that can add up over time. You heard Ashley, our CFP, talking about she she does not have any subscriptions in her life right now because they do creep up on us and they add up. So we're going to look for those as well, right? Now, don't open any new credit. Those of you that, especially if you're about ready to buy a home or looking to buy a home, you know what this is like. Don't add to your debt load right now. So let's quit digging the proverbial hole that we're in. Let's, let's put that shovel away and quit digging that hole by opening up a new card. Folks, this is just a quick side note. Everywhere you shop, they're going to offer you a credit card. Everywhere. Everywhere. You know, if you shop at a department store, they're going to say, would you like, hey, you can get 25% off this item today and 10% off your next purchase by just opening up a card. Or we're going to give you free miles or we're going to give you this or we're going to give you that. Again, it's a marketed product. And we're going to say, no, I have a, I have a credit card in my, in my purse or my billfold or my wallet or whatever. And I have that credit card and that's what I use. And I don't need 12 other ones. Okay. So let's quit adding up uh, into the hole here and in, in, in adding to our woes, so to speak. All right. Now, just a quick step off here for a second. I hope you're not feeling judged because that's not the intent. The intent is saying, look, let's get uh, serious about this and get it out of our lives. So what do we need to do? Well, first is we get our mindset right, like we said, and we take some of those steps that I just talked about. And then I think Probably, uh, in addition to those, the most dramatic step we can take is we start attacking the debt load one item at a time. And many of you have heard about these. You've heard about a debt snowball, Joe. You've heard about uh, a debt avalanche, those kind of things. There's a little difference between the two. We're not going to go real deep on them uh, today, but I I am going to take you through one of them as an exercise debt avalanche is is based on we're going to look at the different debts we have and then the interest rates that are attached to those debts and we're going to attack the highest interest rates first the debt snowball is not as concerned about the interest rates it's more concerned about the balances and attacking the smallest balance first okay so how do you do it and and incidentally Don't be afraid to just go Google it. Just Google this, and there there are debt snowball calculators online uh, all over the place, and debt avalanche and so on. So you can can find it online. But I'll just give you a brief description as you're listening to the podcast how this would work. So the first step, and this is a good step to do anyway, but the first step is you're going to list every debt you have. Just list them all out. Small to big or big to small, however you want to do it, but list them all out. And I mean you owe your, your brother uh, 100 bucks for some concert tickets that, that he loaned you money for, I, I, whatever it is. Write down everything, okay? And then what you're going to do is you're going to look at the minimum payments on all of them. Now, there's a critical step we're going to take here. And it might seem, incidentally, this might seem counterintuitive, but, but just trust me on it. As you look at these debts, let's say we have 10 different things we're making payments on. And it might be 20, might be 50, I don't know. <clears throat> but you're going to list them small to big or big to small, whatever. Pick the smallest one. And I'm not talking payment, I'm talking balance. So let's say we have a department store, we have a, a target store card, and we owe $300 on it and it's the minimum is pick a number 25 bucks a month. Okay. We're going to start with that one. Now the interest rate might be 22% or 16% or it might be lower than some of the other ones. I don't we're not going to care about the interest rate in a snowball effect here. So what we're going to do is we're going to make our our minimum payment on that and we're going to make the minimum payment on everything else. But in addition to the minimum on that three hundred, we're going to locate an additional sum. We're, we're going to cut back on a few pizzas a month. Uh, we're going to uh, do a side hustle. <laughs> you know, I don't know. We're going to find, let's say for this example, fifty bucks a month. Now we're going to take the fifty, and we're going to add it to the already minimum payment of twenty five dollars on this bank card. Okay. So we're paying 75 bucks a month. Just track with me here. We're not going to go super deep. You'll, you'll be able to stay up to date with me here. So we're, we're going to pay 75 bucks a month on this card. Let's say it takes us about four months to pay off that card. Great. Now, here's the cool thing about this snowball. You don't have to ever find additional funds other than that original 50. That's it. We just found the additional 50 in the beginning of this, and that's all we have to do. Now, we're going to look at the next smallest balance. Let's say that's also a credit card, and let's say this is, you know, $5,000. Great. Let's say the minimum payment on that is 50. Incidentally, real quick side note. Sometime, if if you're really needing to fall asleep and you want to try a weird exercise, take a look at how long it would take to pay off a credit card using only minimums and never adding to the card again, by the way. $5,000 credit balance, 21.9% interest, whatever, at, you know, 42 bucks a month. You watch how long that could take. Folks, it can take you up to 30 years to pay them off. Check that out if you don't believe me, but go look it up. Because what happens is the minimum keeps reducing. They want you to carry as large a balance as possible. Okay? So, uh, but we've got this $5,000 balance. Now, the $300 balance on the, on, the, on the bank card, that's gone now. We don't have that anymore. So we knocked one off our list. We're now going to go after the $5,000 one. Let's say that payment minimum was fifty. But we have 75 extra, remember? Because we had a $25 minimum on, on our first card. We added 50 to that. So we have a $75 payment that we were making. Well, we no longer have to make it on the $300. So we use that 75 and we add it to the 50 that was already the minimum payment on the other one. So now we're going to pay $125 on that $5,000 balance. Here's another, keep in mind on all the others we're continuing to pay minimum only. All right. Now, you you already know where this goes. We're going to work diligently on that 5000. We're now paying 125 a month. What if there is a mini windfall here? You get some birthday money from somebody, I don't know, you get a couple hundred bucks. And you say, "Well, for 200 bucks, I'm I'm going to go out and get some a really good You know, Tex-Mex some night for 100 of it, great. And then we're going to put 100 against the 5,000 if there's a little extra here and there. We're going to attack the five. When that's gone, we simply take that 125 we were paying on it and we add it to the minimum payment of the next balance that's due. And here's what happens. You, you, You create, essentially, this snowball the amount you're paying snowballs to a larger and larger number as your debts reduce and, and eventually go away. It is dramatic. It's fun to watch. You can see your results almost instantaneously. And the really cool thing here, Joe, is that when you do something like this, just the fact that you're taking action starts to ease your mind in, in this particular area. And you don't, here, here's the cool thing, folks, you don't have to keep thinking about it. You don't have to keep stressing about the debt because you've already had an action plan that you're, that you're implementing to attack the debt. So I'd highly encourage, if you're carrying business debt or you're carrying personal debt, this is one of those episodes where business and personal kind of cross and you lay out all your expenses, list them all out. Another step that you can do in addition to this is list out all your regular expenditures and just see which of those can maybe maybe go away. Maybe we're spending money on, you know, satellite TV and we really mostly watch Netflix. We don't we don't watch anything that's being provided on the satellite TV. Incidentally, that's me. I, I don't watch the satellite stuff. So I'm, I'm watching streaming, and I do subscribe to that. But you start looking around, and you're paying X amount a month for uh, uh, a, a satellite service or whatever service, and you start saying, I, I don't really need that because I don't use it. So, and we've talked about that before, but you can go through your personal expenditures and even business expenditures, great idea, and look through that list and say, what areas could we remove? So then let's look at what happens we have we've cut back on spending. We've added some of that amount that we were spending just just on things and that's going to attack these different debt items that we're looking at and we're going to snowball them one at a time. And I'll just promise you this. When you do this, there's going to be I really believe anyway in my heart that you're going to have a feeling of of confidence. You're going to have a feeling of um of peace, <laughs> peace of mind that you're actually attacking this debt and you're getting it out of, out of your mind space, so to speak. And I, I really wish you all the best on on making the move here because I think it'll go a long way in helping you get the money right. We're still recording, so if you have a question or something, we could throw it into it.
0: Yeah, I think that the. Only observation I would make is earlier in the episode you said something along the lines of, if you have accepted that this credit card debt's gonna be part of your life, that like this is just a monthly expense you have, and that's fine, um, no judgment. I would just also encourage, you know, as you were talking, I kept thinking about an earlier episode we talked about money mess where you were talking about how you can notice that there are people in your life that are always there at the right time making the right investment at the right time. We're able to buy that property at the right time, able to flip it down the road at the right time. And that the reason why they're able to do that is because of their financial security, right? Because of their ability to, to move very quickly whenever the opportunity arises. And, you know, I think that this is a topical conversation, you know, given, the current like, layoffs happening across industries across the United States, the market is like being unstable for many people. Um, you want the stability and the flexibility to be able to endure hard times. And it's very, very difficult to do that while carrying any amount of credit card debt.
1: Yeah, that comment I was making is, look, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're kind of mentally, you've adjusted to this, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you do anything different. I will say, though, that you're exactly correct. That, that you know, as a society, uh, Joe, we've confused for a quite long time uh, income and things versus, versus real assets. So, and what I mean by that are, you, if you have not yet read The Millionaire Next Door, and that's a terrific book. But it talks about literally that. You have millionaires living next to you that, you know, drive a normal vehicle, and they 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 watch their money very carefully. And it doesn't mean they're cheap. It just means they, they take care of it. And they're not as interested in what people think. The quote, keeping up with the Joneses' idea that I have to— they, they just did this. So I better do this. I I can just tell you, I really, this comes from my toes. (laughs) No one cares. They're, they're, people are looking at their own day-to-day lives and they're not going to look at you and go, well, you couldn't go on that trip. What's the matter with you? The, the, and if you, and if they do do that, then you have to examine yourself: is that somebody you want to hang around anyway?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was about to say the only interjection I would have with that is that you know even if they do, you should care more about your future than other people care about your present. Yeah, I totally agree. You you should be making steps to grow yourself into get further in life and not be hampered down by other people's opinions of you.
1: Yes, and and there's a great line that kind of attaches to that, Joe, which is don't compare your insides with somebody else's outsides. You know, what you're seeing is not... uh, all, All you're noticing, if they're driving a really fancy automobile or something like that, all that's telling you is they spent a lot of money. It doesn't mean they have the money. Now, they may, but there's also a good shot that they don't.
0: I had a a friend of a friend who every time we were around him he would be driving the nicest car, wearing the nicest clothes and you know he would brag about how he works for himself and he um brings in like 200,000 every year and then come to find out a few months later he's going bankrupt. He he's lost his biggest clients. He had a, a mountain of debt he was hiding from his family. Um and it really is it's sad what pride will allow us to do to ourselves um if you let it
1: absolutely absolutely and most of this is driven by you know some, some sometimes you could just hit a, have a circumstance in your life where you something really unexpected happens and it could cause an imbalance in your in your income and in your debt and so on and that that can happen but a large amount of what you're what we're witnessing today in uh, especially in the US is is people simply wanting to enjoy something today that they have not yet earned and I'm not making a moral comment on that I'm just saying that's that's just what's happening is they they want to take the you know the $5000 vacation except they don't have $5000 to take the $5000 vacation And so they still take that vacation, and then the vacation ends up costing them $8,500 because of interest and long-term charges and so on and so forth, or, you know, pick a number. So, and most of it's driven by, like you said, ego, which is this idea that I have to look really good um, to make this work. And I think... And I've said this before on other episodes. I think people that that have, like the individual you just talked about, if they have deep debt and they're, they're, they're showy, but they have a lot of debt, I think a fiscally sound individual who's maybe going to list their house with that individual, I think they can tell. I think there's a vibe that comes off where it just doesn't feel, you know, doesn't feel quite right. And, and rather than someone who is just really sound fiscally and takes care of and has, I have a great mentor in my life who said, respect for capital, you know, and that's really kind of what this uh, comes down to.
0: That concludes this episode of Get the Money Right. To stay up to date on the latest and Get the Money Right, follow us on social media and be sure to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. If you want to support the show, please leave a five-star review and share with your friends. If you're a real estate agent who's getting the money right want to be a guest on the show, please submit all inquiries to getthemoneyright.podcast at gmail.com. Links to everything we discussed today in the episode description. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.